welcome, 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 podcast listeners. We are here. It is episode... I don't even care what episode number it is. It's a new year. It is 2023. Uh, it is uh, 281 of the Fretzel Podcast. You're here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You're joined by Mr. Oh my gosh, it is Josh. Say hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. Hey, he did the thing. It's topsy-turvy. The whole world is upside down. We're also joined by Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. It's New Year. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Indeed. I mean, it's that was perfectly enough. in sync. <laughs> it's early enough in the year that we can get away with this. By about the the eighth or so. If you say happy to New Year to someone, they go, fuck off. <laughs> it's already like like today, it's just kind of like, you know, you wouldn't say it at all. And we're three I days mean, in, four days in. A lot of in. people don't go back to work straight away, do they? So they, no. yeah, I think, you're, I think you're fine till like Monday next week. Yeah. And after that, people start classing you. See, like, yeah, like you've asked to fuck their mum. Do, do you mind if I just take your mum up the arse? I do what mind. Did you say? I said Happy New Year. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is this is how the podcast is going tonight. This is just how it's going to work. So, gentlemen, how are we? What have we been up to? Who wants to start us off? I mean, go on, Matt. Matt. Go on, Matt. Because you, you've told us that you've been up to a hell of a lot of stuff this week. Uh, yeah, so I've eaten rather a lot of food. Good man. Um, Good man. I have spent maybe 15 hours reliving 10 year old Matt playing Pokemon Yellow in that I got a Switch. So I've been playing Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Good man. Um, I've probably done about 10 hours of playing Call of Duty online like I'm 15 with all my mates. Um, and I've spent some time with both mine and my partner's families, and unfortunately, both my parents have split, and both of her parents have split, which means instead of one Christmas, you have to do four Christmases, and it's really fun. It's really, really fun. Um, And then I spent a lot of time recovering from that at like 4am playing football manager, pretending I was 19. (laughs) So yeah, I've basically just spent all of my spare time pretending I'm a child and yeah. playing video games. So getting over the trauma of <laughs> parents splitting. I'm, I'm still in childhood. Everything's fine. Suppressed yeah. memories. That's it. I mean, essentially, you've been playing Matt's greatest hits. Yeah, I've, I've just been playing <laughs> modern versions of all of the things I played as a child in different, different, ge- different kind of generations. And it's been really fun, actually. Yeah, the the weird thing about it is not weird. You're really. Still drinking the frosty jacks. <laughs> that's it. Fucking. That's it. <laughs> Had this weird urge to go down the park and sit under a skate ramp, <laughs> drink really <laughs> cheap, <laughs> cheap, drink the like cheapest, the cheapest yeah. <laughs> like knock off speckle brew. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Like oh. makes you see into the future. <laughs> I hope that's not me seeing into the future. <laughs> Come here, little boy. Imagine, like you, you, in your teenage years, you had some of this like rocket fuel knockoff special breezes of sitting in front of the TV playing Pokemon. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> What's going on with life? I'm, I'm Did my life day. go so wrong? Yeah, 
I would have thought they'd at least be on Pokemon 27 by now. Spoilers, it's even further ahead than that. <laughs> yeah, I've got to get into that after I finish this one because I've not played a Pokemon game since Gold. So I thought I'll I'll reintroduce myself by playing Pokemon, what is essentially Pokemon Yellow on the Switch. Yeah. And then I can remember what Pokemon are. And I, surprises, surprisingly, I know the first 151 Pokemon quite well because I was like obsessed with the TV show as a child. Did you play um, uh, Pokemon Go on your phone, you know, when you could just walk around? Yeah, Have you transferred I, your Pokemon from that onto... Not yet, because I don't want... Don't. All, all of the ones that I've got on my phone are quite high CP, so um, if you do the transfer, they're, like, levels above anything that I'm catching at the moment, so it just makes it too easy, so... Don't I'm do not it, doing because I did it when I had the Switch during COVID, and it was the biggest mistake I ever made. Well, I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll transfer my Gyarados and, you know, my Mew and stuff like that, thinking, yeah, this is going to be sick. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you can't get them back as well, can you? The, once nope. they're there, they're gone. Yeah. Like, well, this account's now pretty funny. And they ended up actually dropping levels, which we <laughs> sucked even more. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, I haven't done that, but... Probably stop talking about the final points. Okay, I'll, I'll move on. Yeah, so, yeah, basically, I have seen some guitars in the corner of rooms there we go that's yes. my that have been like slowly <laughs> weeping as you look over and then look back up to the screen and go fuck you yeah and then the great thing about the switch as well is whilst you're draining one controller the other one is on the side of the switch charging and then you put the controller back and you pick the other controller up and it's a fully charged controller nice yeah i mean that's that, that's one way of doing things <laughs> it does mean you hog the TV in the lounge, but oh well. I mean, it comes with its own TV. You could literally have have that. Yeah, on. but it drains quite quickly. You can, you only get about six hours gameplay there, whereas you can <laughs> only do six. You can you can do like fourteen hours straight this through. A, this is a all. little like look through the you know peeping through the looking glass at Matt's life. Six hours isn't enough. I mean, it's not the fact that he's uh, like optimized the playing. To 14 hours per switch over on controller. I mean, it's and, top tier. Yeah, and I mean, the other thing, like, I, I regularly spend, like, eight or nine hours just playing Football Manager to the point of, like, it gets light outside. Uh, like, my missus will go to bed, so I'll go on my computer, and then it'll get light outside, and I'll realise I should have gone to bed at some point. <laughs> <laughs> just lose time. Oh, like, much like yourself, I spent, um, spent the... Um, the holiday switching between me and my son playing on the switch like me hogging it essentially and him going dad can i play that because you know it was my present like shut up, no. son. <laughs> shut up. watch watch me what this this raid um, <laughs> and he was fine with that quality like father son um computer game time we played some minecraft we played some like lego played some mario kart and <laughs> Let him win once, maybe. <laughs> maybe once. Fun, fun story. I was helping look after the neighbor's kid the woods. And he's like, can we play FIFA? And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, fine. And uh, I just, I picked Liverpool and expected him to go as, you know, Barcelona or whatever. And he picked Blues. And I was just like, oh, lucky for you, kid. Um, <laughs> and proceeded to batter him 6-0. <laughs> and then I told my missus, and she was like, you know, you're meant to let him win. And I said, 
No, you can't always win in life. You've got to be prepared <laughs> to take an L. life lesson. <laughs> yeah. You've got to be prepared to take an L from time to time. So I was like, no, I'm teaching him a life lesson. Yeah. Life will fuck you. Like, like this is what it's like outside of those doors. Get used to it, kid. <laughs> also, give me your lunch money. <laughs> that would have been the kicker. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's been a lot of video gaming. I ended up cutting... Um, I don't know if you could see. I ended up cutting a chunk out of my... I think I probably sent you a picture. Yeah, you sent it to the group. Yeah, I cut a chunk out of my finger. I was worried that I wouldn't be able to play guitar because it was a pretty sizable fucking chunk. Because I, I got some sharp knives for Christmas. Turns out I shouldn't be allowed sharp things. Um, but yeah, so I thought I wouldn't be able to play guitar for a little while, but it healed up pretty quickly. And so I'm fine. It's it like only ever so often a little bit tender, but uh, play through the pain. Um, I did a demo this week about the K Lion. I'm trying to remember what it's called. The Red Belly Tremolo. Red Belly Piranha Tremolo. Yeah, and um, and Matt found out something quite interesting this week. Yeah, well, like, I've I've never just solely listened to a tremolo pedal through headphones before. So I sat at my computer playing Football Manager about four o'clock in the morning. No, no, it was last night, wasn't it? So it'd be it would have been about midnight. So I was just sat there playing Football Manager, and I was watching YouTube videos, and you came up in the recommenders, and I was like, oh, cool, click. And it was fine to start with. And it's like, oh, this sounds like a, quite a nice tremolo pedal. And then you dialed the mix all the way up. So it was just whoop, 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 whoop. And I just got motion sick. <laughs> and it was just the weirdest thing in the world. I like, had to take the headphones off, take the jumper off, like hold onto the walls because the room was split. <laughs> it's the weirdest fucking experience of my life. I, I get travel sick when I'm on a boat and it's like Force 9 and it's like really rough. And that's about it. I've never really had it before, but like I was proper motion sick. It was so weird. I mean, it was so weird. That, that can go in their marketing <laughs> spiel there, can't it? Like <laughs> tremolo so powerful, it will make you motion sick. But yeah. Like, it's just the weirdest experience of my life. It's just like, I, I didn't expect it. I, was just, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> so when Destiny's Child asked, are you ready for this jelly? The answer would be uh, would be no. No, <laughs> it depends on whether the jelly is tremolo directly into my ears. <laughs> yeah, if the... it is, no, I'm not ready for that jelly. No, that's the kind you can of keep that jelly. <laughs> Stay away, jelly. Stay away. Oh yes. Uh, so yeah, I, I did release that, and um, I haven't actually tried the tremolo through earphones myself. So may- maybe it's one of these weird like side effects of tremolo being recorded. Or maybe it's just a matte thing, but check out the You'd video. You'd have to try it in like maybe like a stereo, like a stereo splitter rig, and what I mean, it's not that advanced. But you, you know, if you had it running through a DAW, you could change the phase on it and just have it like panning yeah. from side to bum 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 bum. I don't think that's going to make it better. I think that might somehow exacerbate <laughs> yeah, the situation. I think I didn't that might say just it would make, make it better. All over the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, Matt's just... lost his lunch. It's just the weirdest thing. Like, I've heard a tremolo in tracks before and it's never been an issue. Yeah. And, like, I've heard a tremolo pedal coming out of an amplifier where there are other background sounds. Sounds absolutely fine. But apparently, if it's the yeah. only thing I can hear, my body doesn't Trigger like warning. it. Trigger <laughs> warning. 
My body really doesn't like it. It's like um, people with epilepsy who are triggered by like strobing lights. Yeah. You've got that, but for ears. <laughs> wow. I've got ear epilepsy, is that what, is that what we're saying? Ear epilepsy. <laughs> Just don't watch that Forbidden Pokemon episode. <laughs> Shit, yeah, the one with Porygon. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an, um Sent a bunch of Japanese children to hospital, didn't it? <laughs> Shit, man. Like, it, it all comes back to Pokemon. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I've done, I've done that. And at the end of this week, by, by the time this is out, this will be on Friday, there's a No Talk or Tone Versus. And I'm trying to remember what that was. Oh, it's the SD one, wasn't it? So, the pedal that's behind me over here, the um, Joyo Sweet Baby, is... Kind of tube screamery adjacent. It's that kind of like low gain, mid hump drive, but it's not. It's definitely not a tube screamer. Um, and the SD one is definitely not a tube screamer, but it's kind of within the same ballpark. So I thought, hey, why not shoot these two out? Quite popular videos individually on my channel anyway. So I thought it'll be a be a good test to see which one's better. So by the time this one comes out, you can have a vote on that. I think I know which one I would vote for, but I'm not not entirely sure. I'm not going to give the game away. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there and see which one becomes popular. But I think I think I know which one's going to win. Maybe. But Joshy, Josh, 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 my man. You've been up to like a surprising amount of guitar stuff, considering we've just come out of Christmas. I've been I've been up to things. I have. Um, I tomorrow eh, I have a video going out on the K Line Tiger's Eye distortion over on pedalboards of Doom, nice. and it was a really enjoyable pedal. And I did cut some footage down on it just to kind of make it a little bit more streamlined and yeah. you know cut the crap because there are parts of it where I, I was literally playing for five or six minutes non-stop because mm. I was enjoying it and just that's the sign of, of a good pedal though like... yeah um I was re- pretty happy with it and it's got a really good I'd say a flexible EQ that can cut through any mix yes yeah, so it's got um, like a, it's got a two band on that isn't it yeah it's got like a low mid and a high mid okay so obviously your low mid's more of your bass and your high mid's, you know, your treble. Um, and it's got the gain in the volume and it's actually quite um, quite receptive to how much you, you tweak it. Um, I felt I didn't have to do too much to get the clarity because I find with these sorts of, distor- like, you know, the more budget yeah. uh, distortions, you can tend to... Um, yeah, there's a there's a sweet spot, and then everything else is either too muddy or too yeah too harsh. Isn't um, it? And I find that you can lose a, the clarity a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and I was noticing that I was, you know, you could still kind of get the the individual strings coming through, and you wasn't losing it in the mix too much. Noise. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I can't wait to hear this one actually because I I've played the Tiger Eye um, distortion. I've played played the majority of them. I've got a full, <laughs> uh, uh, like a full set of the K-Line G series ones, but I haven't played them all yet. <laughs> I'll be honest. I put my hands up. Like 
I the was... only one I haven't played is the vibrato because that's I'm not a vibrato person really. Um, it's not an effect I've I don't think I've ever used actually. Yeah, so maybe the, I'd, maybe I'd like it. The Timberwolf. Um, yeah, I think I might have done that on my channel. You did. It's yeah, like it's it's a it's it's not a bad vibrato. Like the the vibrato pedal itself is quite usable, but it goes. There's a lot like a, an extreme end to it, and. Like that first third on all of the dials, that's the kind of normal vibrato tone that you go for. And then there's a lot of extreme vibrato, which some people excessive. really want. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not necessarily that it's sensitive because you can, like the sweep on it's really smooth. But where I would be playing it is within that first third, definitely. Yeah. It's. It, it, I think it's one of those effects. You know, it's usually quite subtle, isn't it? Rather than, um, yeah, you absolutely need it to be. You need it to be subtle because because it, it's changing the pitch of your note, so it's sending you out of tune. So, so when um, I noticed, sort of, kind of on the vibrato subject, when I was like front row for Ramstein a few times, I noticed the guitar player vibratos with his hands a lot during all the bar chords naturally and I yeah. never really picked up on that before um, so you know maybe I could you know mirror that with having it always on but I'm I'm not that finicky personally yeah I, I do a lot of chord vibrato it's like it harks back to a lot of the the kind of 80s guys like the, the big kind of 80s metal players they used to put vibrato and everything and I love that like big ostentatious vibrato. It tends to do it quite a lot. <laughs> exactly that. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, I've been messing about with bits and pieces on on the quad cortex as everyone. I've, I've found new ways of um, utilizing the DSP even more now. I've I found a, a stupid little way of remapping my. Um, my presets on there just because I was I was fanning about with something and then Technical I was like up. hold on hold up I can use so much more now <laughs> so that's kind of been an eye opener for me and uh, I had a massive cock up <laughs> the other day um, Go so on. Go on. my one of my Chapmans um, I was just like. I'm not enjoying it in the E flat. Like I wanted to try and use it in E flat tuning. Yeah. And I just it was just a tuning I wasn't getting along with. Um I've tried it numerous, numerous times, but yeah, I've always ended up going back to E standard. And I was like, okay, well, this has got elevens on, and I was like, I don't want to use elevens in standard. And I was like, I know what I've got to do. I've got I've got an ESP that's uh, just a string through body the same as the Chapman. I can just change the, the strings over for the tens, and then I can put the ch uh, the Chapman in like C sharp or something. So, like you know, I usually uh, when I restring, I at least have a couple of good winds on there, so I've got a bit of excess string anyway. So it's like I'm not going to have a problem getting master. Took the strings off the Chapman and took the strings off the um, the LTD and separate them out and so i knew which ones were which i wasn't going to get them mixed up yeah 
So I go to again uh, on the ESP. I had a ten gauge, ten fifty two. So I went to go and put that on the on the Chapman. Didn't realise that the ESP has a reverse headstock. <laughs> so when I've gone to put the low, like the low E on, there was about four inches too short, and I was like, "Oh fuck, son of a bitch!" <laughs> and and when I went to do it vice versa, and then put the the Chapman ones on the LTD, it was the other way around. Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh," and I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> and I, I, I genuinely had the thing in the back of my mind going, Matt, going, see, I told you reverse headstocks aren't right. <laughs> told you. They're, yeah, it's they're stupid. Stupid. Why would you ever have? And, and certainly, don't if, if you're going to go reverse headstock, you need to go all reverse headstock. Yeah. Um, well, that's what they are. That's what they all are anyway. So and I was like, okay, I know I've got an assortment of spare strings in my um, in my box of many things in my Pandora's box. And I knew for a fact that I was like, if I fucked up, I'm gonna fuck up and have some fun with it. Um <laughs> so I, f- I found my baritone set and I put and I put the baritone strings on the L- on the L T D ESP. <laughs> and that's now in drop F sharp. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't, the I don't even know that. I don't even F sh- it's uh F sharp, C sharp, F sharp, uh So this is C almost sharp, an entire e. octave below. Oh yeah. It's just it's just what spirit box use and they tend to use seven and eight strings. Um <laughs> but the pickups just do not have the power. Like I tried plugging it into the Cortex, and because like you know the cheap, like they only probably cost the ESP like twenty quid to make them, um, and it just did not have the power at yeah, all. Say, it's not going to handle that low end particularly no. well when it's not designed. It's designed for an octave higher than that as its lowest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, oh well, it was a fun experiment. <laughs> crazy i can't like i can't even wrap my head around i can't even fathom an almost an entire octave below holy shit but when you listen to the completely unrelated um unrelated to it but when you listen to it it doesn't actually sound um that bad at all courtney's got quite a high like i wouldn't say a high-pitched voice but it it works really well with with the way mike does his guitar riffs well, not on a not on agree, but I don't know how much I actually agree with that statement. When I listened to them, I was surprised that, that it, like some of some of the songs are very like you know jaunty, and you can tell a low. But some of them, I was like, really, that's that low, which caught me by surprise. But yeah, that's unrelated. Indeed, right. I reckon we've got got some hot take to to come back on because. Last episode, which I am still getting through, because it was it was a big chunky boy, <laughs> about two and a half hours. The last episode, we didn't do a um, a hot take because it was we the last not. one of the year. So we're coming back strong. We're coming back strong. This week's hot take comes courtesy of Mister Joshy Josh. What is that hot which, take? Which gained some heat from a numerous amount of people on the Fret Talk uh, podcast group. I remember uh, our boy Stuart Tate coming on there and having a, a cheeky little shindig at me. Um, 
but you know, I'll let it slide. Uh, my lukewarm uptake is uh, Dimebag Daryl of Pantera had one of the worst guitar tones in guitar playing history. It's awful. It sounds like a bag of nails and a chainsaw in a bag. Uh, it's so brittle. It's just, it's not a pleasant sound to listen to at all. Um, I've never been that big on Pantera anyway because of, you know, shall we say their... Um... Political leanings. Yes, political <laughs> leanings is a good way to put it. It rhymes um, with the schmazism. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have good riffs, don't get me wrong. Some of the riffs are really good, yeah. but it's ruined by the guitar tone. And I think if it was, you know, a much more... Um, if there was a bit, like, much more low-end in there rather than just the high shrill metallic sound it would be so much better yeah i think it's it's difficult to argue this one so josh you've won this week's hot take <laughs> well, i mean like i'm i'm not one to defend xenophobes and racists but <laughs> he's not the only one who has shelved all the bottom end and taken the top end in that style of music or indeed in many styles of music because if you're playing something with a lot of gain and you leave like the mids and the low end in too much it just sounds flubby and you can't really hear the clarity so to get the riffs to sound the way that they do probably didn't need to be quite as extreme as it was but like yeah it 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 doesn't need to be a guitar sound that would sound great in your bedroom because it'll sound shit in a mix. Yeah. You might have gone a bit too far, but you need to kind of push the top end to to kind of sit right in the mix. I, I, I made the argument when you posted this in the group that a lot of really well thought of guitarists' tone is actually a bit wank. Like... Even even the ones that people rave over, like Hendrix's tone was actually a bit wank if you listen to it. I don't like it's not a great tone. It's fine in some songs, but other songs it's just awful. And yeah, there's a there's a real mixed bag with Hendrix, isn't there? Like some of them are really, really big, thick sounding strat tones. You're like, whoa, this is this is the one. And then like the next next song along, it'll be the most brittle, thin sounding, shitty guitar. Like, like what? My my big argument for Hendrix having crap tone is Crosstown Traffic. You can't tell whether it's him whistling at a comb with some paper on it or whether it's his fuzz tone because it's interchangeable. It's like Voodoo Child as well. <laughs> when it kind of kicks up into some of the verse parts, it's just muddy noise in some parts. Yeah, like I say, there's plenty of Hendrix stuff that is actually not great. Like, like a lot of metal players if you take their tone in isolation it's dreadful it's just just dreadful i mean generally i think dimebag has been taught by somebody who is in a band with two guitars and <laughs> there's another guitar in that space that he's left between him and the bass because i think he's left maybe too much of a space and there, there should be another guitar in there kind of filling that out but like if you listen to either Kirk Hammett or um, what's his face Hetfield I, in isolation, their tones are dreadful. Yeah, I, I, yeah, like that. 
they 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 kind of don't sit well. Like even Slipknot, like their tones aren't great. Bearing in mind his amps and guitars, like Joe Jim Root, Jim Root, Joe yeah, Root, got, Joe Root, Jim, Jim, Jim Root is the cricket. Jim, Jim, yeah. Jim Root is the yeah. Jim Root, but especially when you his, listen to his, his tone's not great. so it, yeah, because he you know because he <clears throat> well he tends to use orange, and I think he's using some Friedmans now, but it's so thin. You know, mixed tone is very like muddy and bass heavy, very scooped with because I think he's using the Omega granifiers now, but he was using the Rivera knuckleheads. Uh, yeah, you know, we've <laughs> we've running like the KT sixty sixes in them. It was naturally going to be very low end heavy anyway. So you know, it cancels each other out. But yeah, like you say, if you just had them a band just that tone, it would be awful. Yeah. So like, I, I think. His tone would have fit quite well in a band with two guitarists. He just didn't have another guitarist in the band. Maybe that was because he couldn't find anybody else who shared his beliefs. Or <laughs> maybe it was something else. But we'll never know because obviously he's not around anymore for us to ask. I mean, the the sort of place he was playing when, you know, he oh, had yeah, his he probably had loads accident. of mates that felt the same, but... Yeah. We'll never know, but yeah. So I like, I don't think it's quite as cut and dry because I I think it it had its place in that style of music. It yeah, and sort of was fine. In, yeah, in, in spite of that guitar tone, Pantera did make a an absolutely massive name for themselves, and it, it like Dime even managed to go like sustain a career past Pantera as well with Damage Plan, and like people still revere him as a if you like, say so. An iconic. <laughs> I, I Again, do, I refer do. my my previous <laughs> comment, the sort of places he was playing with damaged plan kind of contradicts that otherwise. I mean, all I all I knew about Dimebag Daryl really was he was the one who played the, the guitar with the General Lee written on it. Yeah, EDA did have a... Uh, um, a Confederate flag. Confederate flag, yeah. <laughs> like ML, is it? Or like a Razorback ML. Um, I mean, it looked like a BC Rich to me, but I don't know anything about guitars. No. He used Dean's. <laughs> no, he's a Dean, yeah, Dean ML, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, he's not the only one. Um, our Zach, Zachy boy um, has got a Confederate flag. Um, Les Paul, hasn't he? We've got beer tops nailed to the front of it. <laughs> just, just, yeah. I mean, we were all 12 once. Good luck. Yeah, unfortunately, um, they were twelve a lot, lot, a long time before they got famous, and they still had this stuff lying around. Yeah, yeah. Good luck naming this in the group. <laughs> I, I like my, I like my tone like I like my ladies thin or something. I don't know. <laughs> Let's not bring the ladies into this. Ladies are beautiful, no matter what. Yes, like, they are. All different sizes, all different shapes, all different colours. Ladies. We love you. Unless you're Phil Anselmo. <laughs> yeah. My gosh. Right, so yeah, that is our, that's, I suppose that's our hot take. Um, do I have anything to add to this? I don't think I do. I don't think I do. Like, the the statement that it is the worst guitar tone in recorded history, was it? Uh, I think that's actually probably the way I worded it, and okay. I stand by that. Yeah. I uh, I can think of some pretty fucking bad guitar tones. Like, from good guitarists as well. Like, 
some of the stuff from was it you was it you matt that you said ran no it was bimpson that said randy rhodes wasn't it yeah it was bimpson that said randy rhodes i genuinely couldn't tell you anything that randy rhodes had ever played he played guitar quite well. Yeah, I know he played guitar, but like, if you asked me to name a song that he had recorded in a studio, I wouldn't be able to do it. Crazy Train. Like, Mr. Crowley. Was oh, he Aussie's guitarist? Is that who Randy yeah. Rhodes is? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've yeah. heard of Crazy Train. Like, That's not an awful... <laughs> <laughs> That's not an awful guitar tone. Yeah, I think which is why we all left it alone, because actually, Randy's... Like what are you talking guitar? about, Bimson? Like that's that's a fine guitar tone. I mean, it's not wonderful. It's not it's not something I'm striving for myself, but it's certainly not in the same category as Daryl. <laughs> Daryl. Yeah, I think yeah, de- like definitely. If we if we're putting them on like a scale, Randy Rhodes is definitely above um, above Dimebag Daryl. But th- there are people below. I think I think that's where your your argument falls down is that Dimebag's tone wasn't particularly great. And it weren't about the tone. It was about, like, the the attitude behind the plane and the riffs as well. The, there was some real groove behind the riffs. And I think the tone helped support that because it, it was really percussive. So it really helped with the, the like, real percussive choppiness of the riffs. But like, I, I, if you're looking at it subjectively as a guitar tone, yes, not particularly great in isolation, but it makes sense within the context. I don't think it's the worst guitar tone I've ever heard, though. I'll be honest. The there's there's worse. Just... Yeah, there's people out there playing Kempers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mister <laughs> Mister Child for a second. <laughs> he's, he's playing a Kemper. I think that's probably where your uh, your argument falls down, but it's not up to me. It's down to the listeners. So in the guitar guitar group of the Fret Talk podcast, we will post a poll. <laughs> yeah, I lost my train did of thought. You, I was going to say, did you, did you forget what you were trying to say then? I did, yeah. It's in been, the guitar. It, it's been a long week. Leave, leave me alone. <laughs> what do you mean a guitar, it's been a long week? <laughs> a guitar has six strings, <laughs> right? Indeed, it's yeah. Fucking it's Wednesday and yesterday Monday was a bank holiday. It was, it was. And it's still been a long week. Oh dear. Yeah, so in the in the podcast group there will be a poll. Um it will be vaguely titled. There will be some misdirection using the uh, the poll answers. And that's the way that we roll. Role of the poll, uh, so make sure that you get your um, your opinion heard on this one, and throw down in the comments whether you think Dimebag's tone was good, or whether you have heard music before. So we have got discussion. <laughs> We've got discussion. This this time of the year, we do the same thing because it's a new year, and we have New Year's resolutions. And once again, we ignore the fact that about four years ago, I said that I'd learn Black Roses in its entirety. (laughs) Really fucking hard. I'm not that good. I'm not as good as Gary Moore. Okay, I admit it. Um, But New Gear's resolutions require absolutely no effort on our part, apart from financial, because New New Gear's resolutions is all about what we're going to buy. So what are we jonesing for, boys? What are we jonesing for in terms of our guitar gear? Um, 
I've been sitting on the fence of this pedal for it's, it's not coming out this year because we don't know what's coming out this year. Who knows? Um, but I've been sitting on um, a game changer audio pedal for a few years, uh, and I'm, I'm at some point this year I'm finally going to bite the bullet and I'm going to buy the uh, plasma coil um, yes. Octave Fuzz. So it's are you pricey. Going for the, the Jack White one is this? Yes. Now, to be fair, I'm not like I'm not the biggest White Stripes fan, nor am I the biggest Jack White fan. Like I think he's okay, um, but the the sounds that this pedal make just make me stank face to the high heavens, and I really, really want one. So I will. This one, like, who, like, where have you heard it? That's made you go, oof. Well, I I, I seen some demos. Uh, of it knocking around on YouTube, and I'd seen the um, the plasma drive pedal used on a, on um, a few of the the Ramstein's two newest records. They're actually like quite, you know, they're doing the mix in there, and hmm. I've seen again other people using them and sound clips. And who doesn't want a guitar pedal that's got like um, Tiny little things, bolt uh, of lightning within yeah, it. Yeah, ba- there's <laughs> basically got a bolt of lightning that sh- shoots through the pedal that you can audibly see when you're playing the guitar. Like, who the fuck does not want that? If you if you don't want that, then you're just not cool. Definitely <laughs> looks cool. It definitely does. Yeah, you're lying to yourself if you're saying that you don't want the lightning bolt guitar pedal. Um, and this one is like, it's lightning that's like bright orangey yellow and there's loads of different modes for like the the more voltage. Um, the, there's another one there that gives you like different modes by giving the pedal more voltage and the more voltage you get, the more lightning you get in the tube. So it's just like all the way on. <laughs> <laughs> all of the voltage. Yeah. Blow it up. it's it's a big pedal and it's not a cheap pedal by any means but i want one so bad so maybe maybe don't blow it up yeah just just going the only disclaimer disclaimer i know about it is that the the xenon tube that holds the lightning and the awesomeness does actually have a a life of about ninety thousand hours which is a lot of hours but um, I don't know how about you actually just go replacing a bottle of, say, how of, do you get, of how get hold of another one? <laughs> <laughs> do they sell it's one that you really don't want to like, accidentally leave on again. <laughs> like no, sell definitely for a gig not. Then. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it's, definitely one thing I'm going to buy this year. You get like the, the dying battery kind of syndrome as well. Like the closer it gets to that 90,000th hour... You get like the dying battery, spluttery, running out of xenon kind of tone. That would be cool if it did. Is like, is this the thing that in twenty years Eric Johnson's going to be professing is the better, better version of the tone once it's been used for twenty five hours straight? <laughs> <laughs> is that how much ninety thousand hours is? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. That know. and the seven string. That's what I'm going to buy this year. Okay. And are there any seven strings that you've got in mind? Are you are you going just kind of budget to see if it's? I'm I'm gonna at first I'm gonna go budget to see whether it's something I can get along with because I've enjoyed like I'd mentioned like Spirit Box and, and I've gotten into kind of their sort of tunings which you you do need a seven string with and like corn 
uh, you know, Michelle. Got into corn. Oh, corn. Sorry, (laughs) it's corn. Corn. I like corn. Um, But you can do it on the baritone, but then you you have to kind of like then miss out the. Yeah. Um, like you know the high E or the high D, for example. So you, you you do limit yourself, and you have to think. Okay, normally there'd be a note here, but I need to figure out where I can play that note on this string. Yeah, am I you now tapping a, an octave above somewhere on this? Yeah, um, and that can be quite limiting sometimes. Uh, so I'm going to try a budget model first to kind of see how I get along with it, and then if. Yeah, I'm get I get along with it fine. Then maybe a lot of the look at upgrading, you know, upgrade the pickups and bits and pieces, or the money that I'd spend on an upgrade, you just go out and buy like um, an Ibanez seven string or you know an LTD seven string or something. I hear there's some uh, some some new ones of those coming out. Is there? <laughs> hint, I never knew. Hint, hint. We'll talk about those a little bit <laughs> later. Nudge, on. Wink, wink. That's it. We might talk about them a little bit later on. We're getting close to the end. We might not even talk about <laughs> openness. Who knows? So, have you have you looked at any any models yet? Uh, the for the budget models, I've looked at Harley Benton. Funny enough, um, weird, weird they have they weird. have a very reasonable looking um, and spec um, entry model of a seven string for one hundred and forty pounds. I mean, um, that ain't bad at all, is it? Which isn't bad. And if you really want to, you can pay the extra forty pounds, and you can have it with a fan fret. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna run before I can walk. I was gonna I say don't... You, you don't want one key and an extra string. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be hard enough. In there, isn't it? <laughs> it's gonna be hard enough getting used to the extra string, let alone the whatever the hell the fan fret actually does. Yeah, um, I've played a seven string exactly once and what happened was i would either forget that it was there with my left hand and then accidentally play it open with my right hand intending to play something on the e string (laughs) or i would forget that it was there with my right hand and i would play the what i thought was going to be the lowest string but was in fact the e string with my right hand because i was on my way back up from something and just i could i couldn't it's, it's an extra string and my body isn't I've played too much of six strings to to get along with seven strings. Yeah, same as me. Like I've done seventeen years of playing a six string. Throwing in this extra one is going to be a bit of a mindfuck. Yeah, it definitely is. But there's plenty of people who can get used to it. Yeah, exactly. I had a six, a seven string for a for a brief period of time. Uh, I, I first started when I when I first bought the. Um, Seven string. It had incredibly, incredibly thick strings on it, um, and I, I took it to work at the time because I was doing some guitar tutoring. Uh, so I ended up just taking the seventh string off, so I could use it as a real guitar. Um, <laughs> and then, like once I changed the strings on it and got it, got it all set up quite nice. Uh, I had it for about half a year. I, I was in a, in a in a power metal outfit, and we had. Um, the the singer and other guitar player had written a, a a guitar piece with a low B in it, so he's like, "Well, we we're gonna have to gonna have to play this one." I was like, "Okay, that means me buying another guitar. Cool, I'll get that." Um, <laughs> and then then the band broke up pretty pretty fucking soon, uh, and hey, I had a seven string. 
<laughs> on, there's two songs on one, uh, no, three songs on one of uh, on Ramstein's newest album, which was done in B standard, but then I figured out how to play it in drop B rather than going out and buying a seven string just to play three songs. Yeah, it's probably the safest, but but if you're going for it, you go for it. You might as well. And those Harley Bentons, if you or if you can get along with those. Because they're not the most refined instruments, are they? No, like, I did. I did see on the um, on when I was reading the reviews, like some pe- some people have had genuinely they've got them out of the box and they've been perfect. But there has been the ones that have kind of, I would say, slipped through the um, the final check process where they've had um, like kind of rough edges where the you know where the frets are or you know, yes, yeah, little niggly things like that. Yeah, and that that will happen. Like if you're shipping between like two different continents, well, not quite continents, but like across two bodies of water, there's going to be temperature changes. There's going to be like different atmospheric changes. These things will happen. So, I mean, what what might be um, might be pertinent is checking the gear exchange and seeing if anyone's already bought the guitar. Who now wants to get rid? And then yeah. you save yourself a bit of a like grab a bit of a bargain there as well. Exactly. So if anybody's listening or Harley Benton nearly to know and you want the perfect person to demo a YouTube series and say, How do I get along with the seven string? Then I'm your man. <laughs> there we go. Mr. Mr. Harley Benton. I assume that's his name. It's gotta be, hasn't it? Um yeah. if, if if you want want someone to demo like someone who hasn't played a seven string here before. And coincidentally runs a YouTube channel. Yeah, hint, hint. So, <laughs> so Matt, what are we saying? What's your uh, what's your new new gears resolution? What, so, what we... I definitely haven't been looking at something for like four days, thinking, oh, and I think I I messaged you about it on that you was it did. New Year's Eve. It was, um, <laughs> and basically. You know how I'm always whinging that strats shouldn't have a wiggle stick? Yeah, they like the tremolo system is largely redundant, yeah. Yeah. Well the there's the only model that Fender do is the Robert Cray signature. Yes. Yes, I know it. And one has come up and it's not a brand new one, which means it's not got a Pow Ferro board, it has a rosewood board. Nice. And it's come up for a cost that is, should we say, competitive? Like it's it's legitimately competitive. These things usually go for a good. They're eleven hundred. Uh, they're eleven hundred new now, or ten seventy nine or something. So there um, you go. So I mean, and yeah, the price is, that this is coming for is considerably yeah. south of. Is this the one that is now five hundred and forty pounds by any chance? And is it no, silver? It's, it's no, it's not silver. Oh, I was going to say buy. <laughs> it's six. Yeah, um, I, I've not seen the silver one, but um, this is a really, really nice. Uh, I see. That's that's not got a. That's got a maple board. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, Can't yours is in a delicious Cadbury chocolate purple, isn't it? It is. It is in a delicious purple and. It's got a mint guard and it's got a rosewood board and 
it's got a tiny ding in the back of it and there's some chrome that's scratched off from underneath the saddles where you can't see it. Yeah. So who particularly gives them monkeys? Um, so yeah, um, it's also been upgraded with custom shop pickups. Nice. <laughs> so I um, mean, just to just to sway the argument a bit more, um, this exact finish is one of the guitars that Robert Cray played when me and Yermans went to see him. And it sounded absolutely fantastic. And it looked like he was having such a good time because of that specific guitar. Yeah, uh, I mean... I think I've just found it on so, Reverb. Is it on Reverb? Uh, it's not, I don't think it's on Reverb, or it might be. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I'm highly considering buying it. Um, it's nice. And then selling my Strat so that I've got space for it and also can... I'll have to put it on the credit card, but that would allow me to pay off half of it immediately if I sold my Mexican Strat. Yeah. I reckon I could probably get 300 quid for that. Oh, yeah, all day, yeah, all day. So, I'm, yeah, basically trying to talk myself out of doing that, but at the same time going, I really want it. No, you shouldn't talk yourself out of doing that. There's, that is a sound financial decision right there. Um, yeah, like Robert Cray, like the Robert Cray stuff is just like quintessentially strat. The only thing you've got to watch out for is I think they come standard with 13s on. Well, that's fine because I can get it set up, can't I? If you I can, have to. Is that 13 with a wound third? I don't think so. No, I think it's just just standard big bicep bicep finger. Because um, I run perfect. a 1362 on my baritone with a wound G. Looking out. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> tuning this to standard, mate. He's. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised yeah, the cross I mean, rod isn't the size of a tree. <laughs> I mean, I definitely. Tens at a max, but probably put nines on it because it's a fender scale length, um, yeah. and and get it set up, and it'll just be absolutely sort of just. I've got nine and a half on my strat, and nine the, and a half are fucking great. The only thing that makes me think is if it's standard, it's not going to have a tone control that works on the bridge, which is the only pickup you need a tone control for on a strat. Which means I'm going to have to get a wiring loom for it. You won't. It's one one wire. There is one wire that connects the tone control to the the bridge. It's yeah. so it's so little work, in fact, that both me and Yeomans took our guitars to what was then our local guitar tech, and he did both of our guitars within ten minutes. <laughs> and he didn't charge us as well. It was like, oh, like what? Do you, what do you want to do this mud? He was like, no, nah, don't worry about it. It's like it's literally a five minute job. So. Yeah. Like I imagine you could probably do do that with very little hassle. Yeah, well, I definitely, I definitely have a look at it then. But yeah, like if I can get the the bridge pickup to have a a tone control on it, then I'm pretty much sold because that's the that's the one thing that's making me consider not selling the the Mexican Strat that I've got at the moment for it. It's oh, because you've that already has the yeah, yeah that's already got the modern. Yeah. Oh, you you should absolutely do it. You should absolutely. So yeah, yes. put, like in terms of happy new gear, that's probably probably my number one. Then, I, like I say, I'll immediately have to sell the Strat yeah. um, because I don't need two Strats. And whoa, 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 whoa. let's not talk, talk that negative to you. Well, I don't, I don't need two Strats. Like I barely pay the Strat as it. Well, I, I say I barely play the Strat. I play the Strat much more than I thought I would when I bought it. But yeah, it just 
gonna take a peek over to that rack and then I mean yeah, I don't there's one strat list. The other thing I, I will really? probably do, and it's not actually new gear, but I will probably put my telly back in standard tuning rather than in open G. Yeah. The Cabernita. No, not the Cabernet. The Cabernet is not in open G. That's in standard tuning anyway. But my, I've got a Squire, um, what they call classic vibe. Yeah, classic vibe custom, and it's in open G at the moment for doing things like Rolling Stones and Status Quo, and I can cover that off with the Variax if I have to. Yeah, Uh, if if. Because, I mean, that band hasn't played together since August and uh, one of them's just had a child. So hopefully we're getting back together in the new year. But like... Yeah. If one of them's just had a child, that ain't happening. Yeah, we'll we'll see. But I mean, actually, to be fair, I think we probably will get back together. But whether whether it's as active as it used to be, I I don't really want to have the telly just there for like three songs in a band that plays... Four, four, five, six gigs a year. So I'll probably put that back in standard tuning, which to me will then feel like a new guitar because <laughs> I'll be able to use it again because I new, non-standard tunings scare me. So I learn a song that is in the non-standard tuning and use it for that and that only. And then yeah. if I'm not playing that song, I don't pick that guitar up. <laughs> yeah, I completely, completely get you with that. And I... Like just on a on a side note, I I played my Revelation telly, which was out of action for a little while because the neck pickup decided it didn't want to work. Um, and then I I got that fixed. Our Fletch um fixed that for me. That's possibly the closest to a standard telly that I've got because it doesn't have a ridiculously high output bridge pickup. And it turns out tellies are really good. I they are. Who knew? Like proper telly pickups, actually quite nice. So yeah, I, th- I might I might be doing that myself. Is like converting some t- some of my high power tellies back into being normal tellies. Fair. Um, I think on my horizon, I might even have a telly coming to me. Uh, as a as a as a brief kind of thing, maybe as a loan, um, loan job, there might be a um, an esquire coming to me. So, okay, watch this space. Um, we'll see what happens with that. But this year, I, I think I might might be committing to. It's not a full guitar that I'm committing to, but I want a roasted maple neck with some stainless steel frets on one of these instruments over here. So, I mean, I did like, if I'm thinking pie in the sky, which I know isn't going to happen this year because we've just committed to going on holiday in February. Um, And holidays cost money. (laughs) Holidays cost the kind of money that guitars cost. If not, more. yeah, yes. I'm finding that out the hard way. Now I'm planning my holiday for 2024, which means a new guitar is definitely off the books. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if like pie in the sky, kind of, this is the ideal situation. I would probably buy, uh, be buying a Jackson, um, sorry, a Charvel Pro mod. Yeah. Uh, but they don't have stainless steel frets. They've got the roasted maple necks. 
The they don't have Chapman. stainless steel frets. There's I don't some Chapmans around 600 that have stainless steel frets, lumen lays, and roasted maple. Yes. However. That means putting money in Rob Chapman's pocket, which for you is a no-no. I mean, I'm not necessarily against that, but I have, I did have uh, an ML one, and it's not for me. And that's the kind of guitar that I'd be going for for it, because it's HSS Strat style, and that's essentially what I'm after. So I might. The old ML1s, I'll be honest, weren't great because I played a couple of the old ML1s. The new ones are fucking ridiculously good. Yeah, and to be fair, like the one of yours that I played was um, was quite nice. So, that weren't an ML1 though, was it? Was it an ML1? Uh, yeah. What one? The, barit- the baritone or the normal one? It, the, the, um, the bursty one, the, like, the lemony bursty one. What was that? Uh, yeah, the lemon. Yeah, that's ML one. Oh, there you go. Oh shit! But it's no, it's too modern. It's too modern. They've got like wiggly sticks and stuff, don't they? Are they, are they still no, the, the shitty... no, they have hard. They have hardtail Wilkinsons. Do they? And do they? Do they have like? Because it used to be that like the switching system was shit. It used to be uh, like a three-way yeah. toggle switch, and then. There's some with uh, there's a three way toggle or there's a five way like my new my newer ML one is got humbuckers but it's got a five way split. Fuck! I don't want to buy a Chapman. Stop! Stop telling me these things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna look at like other things. Uh, like there was a couple of guitars that that were quite tempting actually. There was um, this company Jet. That um, that Gak seem to be doing, which are like a like a budget brand, but they're doing. I don't think they're doing stainless frets, but they're doing roasted necks and HSS strats for about like two hundred quid or something like that. And then yeah. uh, Andertons are doing a similar thing, but they're doing uh, again not not stainless frets, but roasted maple necks, HSS strats. And they were doing the, one. They're doing like East Coast. East they, Coast, something? yeah. They're doing one at the moment on like a January sale for like 120 quid. Bloody hell. I know, I know. However, like East Coast used to be used to be the home brand of PMT and I've played those and they weren't particularly great. So, yeah. like even if the new East Coast like a different factory and diff- like different quality control. I still can't shake that. 120 quid for... An HSS strap with a, a roasted maple neck is... Yeah. I would compromise where this... Like, well, I would say, where are they saving money and what on? Oh, like the, the pickups are not going to be up to any clout, are they? And you, you're probably going to want to change the hardware. Um... But like in my mind, if I'm if I'm gonna replace the neck on one of my guitars for something that's roasted and with stainless steel frets, I'm probably gonna be paying three times the uh, 120 quid, aren't I? Yeah. And and if it's a case where I could buy something like like one of these jets or one of these East Coasts and get the 
the notion out of my head that I need a roasted maple neck. Like I play it and it's like, oh, this is okay, but it's 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 only that. It's not the thing that I'm going to every day because it's it's not the be all and end all. And then I'll end up just growing up and going, that was a fad. I've got over that now. Then I won't have to buy that like four hundred quid neck. So I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, because like essentially. Am I going to play anything other than this Variax over here? Probably fucking not. <laughs> Why don't you stick it on the Variax? No, because the, the neck on that is too good already. It's it's just very good. Now, if Yamaha started making a Pacifica that's got stainless steel frets and a roasted neck, then all bets are off, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you, you see me at that shop on day one. Because the, the Pacificas are absolutely fucking phenomenal. Like, by far the best kind of budget option. And then they go at the price points and they, like, their quality is better than the surrounding things at that price point. But they fall victim to the fact that they are a Yamaha Pacifica and people see them only ever as a budget thing. So... Yeah, and it's the reason I haven't got one. Like, I've not got one of the, the proper grown-up ones. That and the fact that they they don't put them in finishes that I particularly care about. Like they put it them is in the... called budget pedal chap and not moderately budle, moderate pedal chap. I don't know. Reasonable. <laughs> Reasonable pedal chap. Yeah, it's, it starts becoming a cumbersome moniker then, doesn't it? Yeah, budget pedal chap. Unless it's particularly good, then I can make some exceptions. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm at that point at the moment. What I might end up doing actually though is just um like fixing up that thin line that I put the the new neck on because actually that's a really good guitar. And just <laughs> playing that instead. Because I kind of fancy gigging that. Because it's just a really, really cool it's just the coolest one that I've got. It's just like, it's this surf green kind of kitchen colour. It's got a tour guard on it. It's got gold bits, but it's also got chrome bits and black um, hardware on it as well. It's like the most mismatched, funky, beat up piece of modded shit. And I kind of dig that. I like the 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 look of of this this guitar has been thrown together now let's rip some absolutely fucking awesome blues on it <laughs> but there we go i might i might just get a new um a, a new roasted maple neck for that and see what happens who knows but there we go that's my my new gear new year new gears resolution um what do we think's going to be popular this year what are we saying well, I think we're probably going to see yet more flamps because everybody seems to be doing them at the moment except for your big manu- manufacturers. And I think you're going to see probably something from Fender and Marshall because and... everybody else is kind of on the train at the moment. Like, I mean, Hughes and Kettner have even kind of got into it in the last 12 months. Victory, obviously. Victory I, I just... have gone into it hard, haven't they? Yeah. Considering they weren't in it, twelve was it? Or they were last year, weren't they? The V fours. 
Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, we yeah, talked but... about them for Gear of the Year, didn't we? Yeah, so... Oh, sorry, gone... guitar stuff of the Anum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they've 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 gone heavy into it, haven't they? Because they've they've got the the new versions of the V4s, um, with like the the two note stuff involved and whatnot. That's that's what's made it so good is with having the cab sim software yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, oh legit. Like two notes have really leaned heavy into it. I mean, you've got stuff like the, um the Tube Baby or whatever it was by Orange. No, it's the Orange Crush, weren't it? I can't remember. No, I think it was the Tube, no, the the tube Baby. Yeah, that's, that's the one. It. That's the one. Yeah, because the Tube it. Baby was like the um, like Pop Spot style. style. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think you might be on something there though, Matt, like maybe like a Marshall and a Fender Flamp. Yeah, I, I just like... Everybody else is in the market now, like with the exceptions of if you're like your Freedmans and you're like you're stupidly Boogie. expensive. But yeah, so I, I I can't see Boogie. I can't really see Freedman. I can't really see Two Rock going into that market. But Diesel possibly might. Diesel yeah, might, I, but I can't see it being on a good. You know, Messer might though, because like Messer went into the lunchbox head thing. We've like the but, that, that, but that little t- the tiny rectifier never I don't think they never got it to just work properly. It, they tried you were still it paying again. <laughs> You were still paying the import Mesa sort of prices for yeah. it, which was half of the problem. Oh yeah, like like Mesa's a like ridiculous pricing over here. If they were a grand less, they would be so popular. But hey hi. Um, yeah, I think flamps are a, flamps are good, good thing. We're talking talking behind uh, before the podcast. Is this the year for the the resurgence of the tube screamer? Like, is it gonna be? Is it gonna be the year of the tube screamer? Because we had like, isn't we, every year yeah, yeah. the year of the tube screamer? It is. It really fucking is. Yeah, I mean, we had that like that year about ten years ago where it was like year of the clon. We've I had, think a big pedal this year, and I'm this. Matt, if you want to write this down and say, okay, we'll see where we are in a year time in a year's time. <laughs> um, I've got a funny feeling that reverb could be quite popular this year. Okay, like going into some like big reverb. Yeah. Units. Like I'm starting to see like more and more people are doing the whole like synth wave sort of kind of shoegaze, you know. Okay genre so i've got a feeling that that you know i think a few people might be trying to get onto that and and pushing that a little bit okay i Um, could be wrong i i would like to see year of the modulation i'd like to see some really cool modulation pedals come out i'd like to see some some tremolo pedals come out and just. I'm gonna say if you say just, ring modulator, <laughs> just to test whether it is just that pedal or whether it's <laughs> alternate pedals that will do it to to Matt's um, <laughs> like seasickness. I don't know. I don't know. I want to see. I want to see some more modulation. I think like drive. We've got enough of, haven't we? We've got enough drive. We've got enough fuzz. Every other manufacturer. Of course. Yeah, like mm. I just want to see some some modulations. I want to see some like really crazy fa- uh, phases. I want to see some choruses, maybe some vibes. I love vibe. I love vibe. Vibe is, 
So I want to see like vibe pedals. I'm not shaking yet. I just I don't care. Like, I, I yeah. I mean, I don't know whether it's just because Univibe sucks or whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> save that for the hot take next just, week. Look, if 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 you want to detune your guitar, there's six things on the headstock that will make it sound fucking out of tune. So you don't have to stand on a pedal. You just use your fucking pans and mess or around. Or buy a Gibson and it comes naturally out of tune. <laughs> yeah, you get like natural univibe. <laughs> or, oh. you know, buy a guitar with a wiggle stick and just accidentally lean on it whilst you're tuning and then <laughs> then let go of it and you automatically tune yourself out of tune. Oh, a little trick that I used to do went like, back in the day when Guitar Hero was popular to make it sound always out of tune is depress the whammy bar whilst playing and any of the sustained notes that you could use whammy bar on. Uh, yeah. yeah. It'd just knock <laughs> it down by a tone. That's cruel. It, it, was, it was fantastic. It was so good. I was the worst person to invite to parties. <laughs> There we oh, go. That's like, genius. It, it was. It really was. <laughs> I used to be great at really guitar hero. Well. I used to be great at guitar hero. Then when I actually picked up a guitar and started learning, I was shit at it. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I, I was the opposite way around. I, I could play guitar, and I'd be trying to play like my right hand would be strumming the things that I could hear, and but because I wasn't wasn't on like insane difficulty mode, half of the notes weren't there, so it was like yeah. clink 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 clink. So it was, it was a tough time. I really hope for a resurgence of Guitar Hero. That's that's my gear of the year. They did, not last year, <laughs> the year before, and it flopped. So I'm, I'm they, hoping... they suddenly decided that instead of just having, like, the six buttons, you were going to have six two buttons, so you'd have one, two, three, four, five, like, up and below each other. No. I mean, yeah, if anything, they need to make it they need to, yeah, less complicated. Three buttons, please. There's the gen version. It just has one button. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. So that's that's my my hopes for this this year's gear is bring back Guitar Hero. I don't I don't necessarily care about guitar stuff. Bring back Guitar Hero. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, there you go, Activision. I don't, I don't think we really need it. Like, do you know what? Every manufacturer can take a year off R and D, and I don't think I would give a shit apart from the fact that we have fuck all to talk about on the podcast. I mean, we'd find a way. We like, we we managed to spin. Why aren't brands releasing anything this year? Yeah, uh, Matt, because Matt the Mister Matt Quine's put an embargo on all the pe- all the big pedal brands. Yeah, Matt. Matt it's not just pedal brands, guitar brands, and <laughs> brands. We've got enough shit. Like, if you want something, you can find it. And yeah. if, if it doesn't exist, it probably shouldn't. <laughs> um, fair, yeah, fair, fair cop. And you know what? I think that's a, a good place to end this podcast for this week. We're not talking about Ibanez. We'll talk about him next week because, like guitar news. We could spend a whole lot episode speaking about the entire lineup. Yeah, we can do. And we probably will because guitar news has been slim fucking pickings recently. So we're going to save it. I mean, so, Guitar News tends to be slim pickings this time of year because isn't there a big show coming up in two or three weeks? Maybe. Does that happen? This does that happen anymore since since the Rona? 
Well, no, because didn't we do a didn't we do a hot take on it saying that Namad was killed off or something like that? Yeah, and 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 because because of the poll, now it's stopped. <laughs> right, we're going to end the podcast anyway. So thank you, thank you, listeners, for listening. Uh, a big, massive, special thank you to our Patreon backers because you pay us for this nonsense. You, it's your fault. <laughs> you pay us to say all this. Um, no, you're absolutely awesome people, and we've got to we've got to give a give a shout out to our our Patreon backers for as little as two dollars a month. You can be part of this exclusive exclusive crew. And the last Patreon episode was a spicy, spicy hot one. <laughs> Did I it miss that a, one? Maybe I only released it kind of like two days ago, so you're all good. You'll get it. You'll get it. Right, so we've got the people as follows. We've got Mr. Andrew Bimson. We've got Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects of Masters of the, Cinema, Masters of the Cinematic Universe and the Just Surprise Me podcast. We have got Mr. Hugh Erection. We have got Mr. Brian Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. We've got Mr. Brian, not Brian, Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button podcast. And we have got Mr. Ross Philbot. Woo! Yeah. Right. Uh, if you want to catch me online, I am Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. YouTube is, of course, the home to the No Talk or Tone series, which this week sees two absolute blues titans fight against each other. We've got the ST1 and the GIO Sweet Baby B Overdrive. Uh, Joshy ZK, where can we find you? You can find me at the Corona Mortis on Instagram. You can find me on the pedal boards of Doom YouTube channel. And you can also find my latest episode on the Guitar Geeks podcast on all streaming platforms. Nice. Mr. McQuine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on the internet as the same place as always, Heel underscore Mac Twitter and Instagram. Indeed. Indeed. Definitely. And you can also find me in a Poker Mart or a Poker Health Centre. <laughs> At yeah. all times. Indeed. I seriously need a case for this switch so I can take it to work. <laughs> and productivity on the Isle of Man has gone down 60%. <laughs> I mean, I'd only use it in my lunch hour, but like... If I use it in my lunch hour, I can stop eating food in my lunch hour and maybe I won't be a, such a fat bastard anymore. The problem with the Switch is it's, it's handheld, so you can you can do both. You, I, you, can, you can, but you can also forget about things, like uh, yeah. the fact that yeah. you're hungry. Pasties. <laughs> <laughs> right, so from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, from, oh my gosh, it is Josh, and from Mr. Matt Quine. Say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. That's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Bye. 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 on a tractor has just driven past me shouting the end of the world is nigh I think it was Farmageddon <laughs> <laughs>
Bis dann. <lacht>